Who thought Wanda or Agatha was going to tear reality new butthole? Welcome, everybody, to another Capes and Scales episode. This time, we're going to talk about that WandaVision thing everybody seems to like so much. My name is Tim, and I'm just going to tell you who's here because we're all on Discord, and it's all going to get choppy <laughs> if I don't. So uh, with me, I have both Cliff and Olivia. We have Rich and Joining us for the first time in a little bit, we got Tom. I'm super excited for Tom. Tom, say hello. Good day, sir. That's the shit. Um, <laughs> Let's get a 90-0 round of sound for Tom. Oh, man. You got to find that for me. Sounds. I'm never going to do that. <laughs> 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 I don't know that sound. <laughs> <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Did you just motorboat, Tom? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I thought I felt something. That's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> this is no longer about Wanda and Vision. <laughs> <laughs> this is now the Rich and Tom podcast. Oh, oh shit. I'll take it. I'll still put it up. This is still in my wheelhouse. So uh everyone but, uh, uh saw it, right? Yes. I hope so. <laughs> yes. All right, good. We got what's that a, out of the way. What's a Wanda? I don't understand. Uh, uh-huh. it's a it's a type of car. It's like a uh, Okay, that sounds right. So, uh, who wants to talk about it first? Just uh, I guess maybe the basic plot line. Like, what do you guys think of the basic plot line of the story? I loved how the show was set up, like mirroring all the different era comedies, like sitcoms. I thought it was like different, obviously different than anything we've gotten from the Marvel universe. And I thought that was like a great change of pace to bring some life back into it. Not that it was like dead, but like a palate cleanser, I think is the best way I can describe it. Well, Marvel has a formula and they've stuck to it pretty thoroughly. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the first, uh, I think the other really being Thor Ragnarok, that was like noticeably different from what they usually do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Marvel's gotten really Disney-fied as far as like their story formula. So I didn't know what to expect with a TV show format, but I think it it actually exceeded my expectations. I didn't expect much. So I liked how the first couple episodes, it didn't spell everything out for you. It left you guessing. And when it went on from there, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I it, I think it kept a pretty a pretty consistent tone of like the lighthearted fun, but with like a like an uncomfortable undertone, which was uh, it's a it's a it's a great kind of combo. It pulls you in every week, but like you enjoy watching them because they're they're great. The two of them, the um Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany is is excellent. Yeah, I love Paul Bettany so much. He's great. I feel like you could tell that they had a good time filming. Because mm-hmm. like the humor and fun was just radiating off of like everyone, and yeah. I the real like a uh, standout for me was what's her name Catherine Hahn I guess yeah is that the actress? <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah she yeah. was delightful in everything she, she like yeah stole a lot of scenes so <laughs> sorry go ahead Cliff I was um no I can go like go off that too I'd like when comedians can play something a little different than what they know not that like her character wasn't funny. But she also had like some serious moments, and I like watching like the comedic the comedians do sometimes more serious things, like Jason Bateman in the Ozark. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's it's delightful. It's surprising because it's hard to hit the like the drama notes, but then to also be able to hit like a good comedic timing for some of that stuff. It really kind of it, it helps. It helps with the overall enjoyment of the episodes. And I also think what Marvel seems to do or Disney Marvel seems to do so great is getting you invested in characters you may not know a lot about. Like I get that Vision and Wanda have been in a bunch of movies at this point, but you still don't know a lot about them. Like they, like yeah. they're not the main characters, right? So it's sort of like Guardians one, right? Nobody knew who any of them were, but that movie was great. Like this is sort of like similar where we have some experience with them, but you're learning a lot. You're learning more of them and all like the Easter eggs that got dropped and the, having commercials in the middle of the yeah. show was great. It's brilliant. Yeah, I think. I think my favorite one was probably the one where it was the guy on the island who just turned into a skeleton. I was like, wait a second, this is actually cut. Oh, this is not a commercial commercial. This is a show commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was great. What was, it, what was your favorite time period for the sitcoms, though? Uh, uh, the Office. That was, that was your favorite uh, one. The, what, 2010s? Yeah, I, I don't remember what year period that was, but just the one where Vision's like, "Wait, why am I even talking to you?" Yeah, uh, I was. The, I liked the '60s when they finally pushed like their bed together. Um, just like the, the the changing of the era, like how shows changed. Yeah, I probably enjoyed the Malcolm in the Middle thing the best because I thought those kids were were awesome. Yeah, that's 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 where my my favorite ends up is the uh, is the, the like yeah the Malcolm in the Middle one. Yeah, I didn't like any like particular era more than the other. I just kind of enjoyed like every week, just like, oh yeah, that was a thing. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it reminds you of like, oh here's a uh, here's Bewitched, here's the Brady Bunch, here's Malcolm in the Middle, here's this. Like, <laughs> I remember when the Malcolm in the Middle episode ended, Olivia was like, oh, they're gonna do Modern Family next. Yeah, <laughs> which I was right, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was fun. Just, That's clever. Just, yeah, I like also that they explain that part of the reason it was sort of in that episodic format was because Wanda grew up watching American sitcoms, so that would be like something she fell back on mm-hmm. when she was stressed out. Yeah, so that was like her comfort zone, and it made that all make sense. I yeah. like this sort of retconning on her too. Yeah, that she's she was always maybe kind of a witch, and the stone just made her more witchy. Yeah, more witchy. I love it. Do you guys like how they, uh, I guess, explained her powers? Is it okay? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I was fine with it either way, but this I think gives them more to work with because now they can tie her into like Doctor Strange for example because it's like oh it's not just that she's a person who we know is called Scarlet Witch in the comics it's like oh yeah she actually is reading from evil book and evil book is magic because we saw Agatha using it and we know Agatha is a witch so I, I think it's good and the more you define her powers the more you can mess with it you know I mean I didn't want to go to that post credit scene yet but it's really one of the most important parts of the the whole show is the reveal at the end that she is able to do so much at once so i i admit i don't know the significance of that book it's apparently very important too yeah the dark hold is uh some of the darkest type of magic you can do and um it has ties to her in the comics 
but in general, just the the fact that she can you know make tea and move around while her astral body she's stronger than Doctor Strange is essentially what they're showing you there. Uh, but she is chaotic and maybe a little evil with the way she does things. Uh, I read a thing online saying that the book is tied to some ancient god, and I guess she uses more chaos magic, like the worlds become warped, and he's able to come through. I didn't know how to pronounce his name, but it was like C-H-T-H-O-N, something like that. It's Thon, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I I read a little bit about that, and I admit to not really understanding it too well, but it <laughs> sounded like he's supposed to be the Marvel version of Cthulhu, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, the, the magical stuff has never been... Yeah, it's not that's not been my wheelhouse with um, with Marvel, either. I do like that there's a chance that the book was one of the missing books from the Ancient Ones collection. Oh, that would that be... That idea? Like, yeah. Further tying it to Doctor Strange? I think yeah. that... I think Doctor Strange is, like, kind of falling flat on his uh, keeping track of threats to the planet thing, though, because, like, he kind of missed the boat on Thanos and now apparently he's missed the boat on evil death book yeah so like come on man get it together what a bum (laughs) what a bum so uh i guess this isn't a spoiler anymore if you haven't seen it you know we saw evan peters come back as quicksilver and that was a pretty big deal because obviously we we kind of crossed uh brands here so i I guess it looks like he's not going to be like coming back as Quicksilver in the future. But how do you think Marvel's going to introduce like X-Men in the future? Or do you think that will happen? Uh, can we just take a moment, though, and like talk about how they faked us out with a, with a boner joke? <laughs> like, everybody's thinking, oh, this is them introducing the X-Men. And then it's like, hey, boner. It's like, oh. <laughs> I'm sad now. Well done. It was well done. <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'm sad that I am laughing. Oh, yeah. Sad, sad boners. Because <laughs> the uh, internet theories, man, the internet theories were going nuts for this show. Yeah, because there's so much you could have done, right, with introducing new characters. There's, you know, Darcy's comment in what the first episode that she's in that she has an, what, an astrophysicist friend that was helping her out with something. Yeah, but there's no way they could do all that in one show, though. That was such a like it would be, uh, you know, like the, the Justice League movie where you put like 50 million storylines in one and one like nine parter. So I think I think it's probably better off that they didn't they didn't uh, like, you know, throw I everything had, in the kitchen sink in there. I had fantasy like booked that and I just wanted the final end credit scene to be just. Uh, John Krasinski walking out as Reed Richards. Yeah. Like just saying, hey, I heard you need help. And you just yeah. see the two white streaks on either side of his head. And it's just like, oh, we did that. And just that. So, what would the significance of the white streaks be? Just because that's Reed. So, he, oh. like, he wouldn't introduce himself as Reed. He would just say, hey, I heard He'd you just need help. Just be like, hey, I, I just know. Got yeah. it. I'm here for a rescue. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really need that, but thanks, I guess. (laughs) I didn't want Reed. I didn't want it to be Reed at all. No? No, I wanted... I I think I'm still going to get what I wanted spread out over Doctor Strange and maybe even Spider-Man, which all I want is Mephisto. And Mm. I think think that's what we're building towards. And uh, I can wait for it if it's going to be a big reveal. Yeah. I did see on a, a video somebody had said that they were trying to find the significance of that billboard that Agatha was in front of when she's reading the Darkhold, 
because they're like she's just in front of it for so long it feels like it should be a thing uh some people were like a cleaner right but it had m and b in the corner was like initials on it and people thought that was mephisto and blackheart i don't know about all that but i'd love it yeah so we did also hear the kids screaming at the end there Mm-hmm. And people were thinking, because after the Mephisto theory fell through, they were like, oh, well, the kids screaming mean that Mephisto is coming up still. Right. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I it's like, like to have been working for someone. We also don't know where she got her I can absorb people's powers from either. It's not from the Darkhold. Oh, that was from the the door cold. Okay, I, I think yeah, <laughs> I think that's it's safe to assume she got all of her like leveled up like witch stuff from reading too much from the dark cold. That makes sense. I'm okay with that. Also, petition to call it the door cold from now on. The door cold. <laughs> we'll we'll push it through. We'll we'll see if it takes. Okay. So, We're do gonna- you guys have like a singular thing that stood out to you as like, your favorite thing? It's tough. I like that, so this is kind of meta because it goes into stuff that was talked about outside the show on interviews, but Paul Bettany said he was really excited because he got to work with an actor he's always wanted to work with, and it was himself. (laughs) (laughs) I found very funny, and it's like, okay, I kind of hate you for that misdirect, but at the same time, I have have to give that one to you. Tip of the hat. I mean, I really, I on a personal note, I loved that um, that the uh, vision v vision fight was won by a logic problem. Yeah, I think that was that was a a, a pretty fun little uh, misdirect based on like you know Marvel just like they beat the bejesus out of each other. It's usually like a guy facing off a guy of a similar power set, and they just pummel each other until they can't stand up anymore. But no vision. Vision went a different way. I had kind of a theory with the Vision v. Vision fight, like during their logic issue, like logic fight. So Wanda had said that, you know, Vision came from the part of the Mind Stone that was with her, right? When he touched White Vision in the forehead, White Vision's forehead had an orange tinge to it that went over it. So if, if that, if, you know, pseudo Vision was the embodiment of the Mind Stone, do you think he somehow put his, the Mind Stone in White Vision? So. I assumed that it wasn't so much that he transferred the Mind Stone to Cataract, is what I've heard them refer to him as. Uh, Project Cataract, yeah. But it would like when he when he would sort of unblock people in the narrative when it was still Sitcom Town, they'd get a little bit of a yellow light dancing around their temples. Right. So I just kind of assumed that that's how it worked. I don't know though maybe yeah but i think so my favorite scene in the whole show was when vision's standing next to agnes as she's trying to drive out of the town and he thinks he unlocks her and he's giving her directions and then in like the next episode we see that she's just checking her makeup <laughs> and she was in control of that scene the whole time <laughs> uh that was i think like my favorite thing for the whole show the Agatha all along song and montage was easily like top three moments of that show. I think. Yeah. 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 A little monsters parody. Uh, Tim or Olivia, do either of you have a like a favorite thing? I I just enjoyed like the whole ride. Like I don't really have like a specific uh, favorite moment. I mean, there were like a lot of shock moments. I mean, which is good, but I think just the whole journey was was good through the whole thing 
Uh, I agree. I like the pacing of it. I just like that they got over these characters that were a little trickier to get over to the casual fan. Uh, I guess another thing that I realized was anybody else kind of happy that this show is coming out episodically? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Glad I couldn't binge it. I, I had this discussion with coworkers and my point to them was that like being able like it's a it's a thing that you look forward to every week now and it gives us a reason to talk about something rather than just all of us binging it and then maybe later discussing it. So right. I I personally really like that that's how it was done. Yeah. I think um just going, you know, week to week. It's a, it was a kind of a brain twisty kind of show, so it was fun to kind of kind of spend a couple of days afterwards like the weekend just kind of like, you know, mulling it over, looking up stuff online because it was all the magic stuff is dense, so it's it's nice to be able to kind of, you know, just take a second, think about it, yeah, chat with people about what could possibly be going on. Also, when Wanda, speaking of which, when Wanda was throwing all of her stuff at Agatha, and it's like, she keeps missing. Wait, maybe she's missing on purpose, but I don't know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that. I also wonder if, like, Agatha is going to not get out of her assigned role but somebody's going to let her out that isn't wanda later uh maybe yeah i think she has to find a way out of whatever it is she's in she has to go on an adventure and find the true meaning of christmas i think (laughs) 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 the heat miser and the cold miser team up to help her break out i think in general the show is sort of this and then with Falcon and Winter Soldier coming has sort of revitalized my interest in what's coming out. Yeah. I think this is going to end up being the, you know, like the Iron Man or whatever of this next generation of movies. I think this is kicking off, a, you know, a lot of different things because we haven't even talked about um, Monica Rambo all that much. Um, no, she's Photon now, though. Yeah. She was she was a great character in all of this, and now it looks like she's spinning off into the you know the more space based stuff, which I think is which is a great you know addition to the to the MCU because they're doing the secret invasion show. So the one of the things I saw on the internet was that people were thinking the scroll that found her was the daughter of um, Ben Mendelsohn's character in, in Captain Marvel, whose name I forget now, the the leader of the Skrulls. Talos? Yeah, so they were thinking that the the female scroll that showed up was Talos's daughter grown up. Hmm. Okay. But I don't really know what that means other than, hey, here's a tie-in to Captain Marvel other than yeah. the obvious one. I think trying to tie lineage to a shape-shifting race might be a bit tricky. (laughs) I think I do have one. It's just more of like a timing thing, and it's probably all COVID-related. My my only issue with the whole show is when when it came out in comparison to when Doctor Strange is coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I I wish it kind of led right into Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange isn't until, like, 22, right? Spring of next year. Yeah, that's oh that's a that's God. a pretty far one out now because it's it's Eternals. Then uh, oh, we got Shang Chi coming out too. Shang Chi coming out. I'm that's I'm low key. That's the the second most excited thing I am for for Marvel Phase whatever we're on. <laughs> I cannot wait for that movie. Marvel Phase, please release more content so I can consume it. Yeah, I think we get we get the Black Widow movie, Shang Chi, and Spider Man all before Doctor Strange. 
That is a little disappointing because I part of me is like WandaVision was setting up the uh, sort of overall nemesis of the next phase of movies if they're even going to keep that formula i guess because so, it, it it feels like it would either be mephisto or wanda herself right i i think it could just go its own like i think there could be instead of it just being a singular focus maybe there's like a like a magical focus and then a extraterrestrial focus you know like because there's going to be so many characters them all dedicated to like one combined like one focus storyline might be kind of a waste of of how many properties they have they have running right now the Darkhold uh, book has a lot of ties to supernatural characters as well like your ghost rider your werewolf by night your blade we know all that stuff's coming too so maybe it's moon like a night what about thing. night because i want yeah. i want moon night his show's what twenty twenty three. Oh man, that's so far away. <laughs> well, he might show up in a movie before then. I mean, look at everything they've been doing. You know, like they they could they could put him in something, and then he gets his own show where it's like some backstory and some continuing story. So it really is kind of all over the board right now. Uh, do we have guesses for who we think the big bad is going to be for this phase? Uh, well, I thought it would be like Mephisto or Wanda after the show but that's obviously just because this is really the only phase four content i've been able to consume yeah but like wanda was responsible for a whole ton of bad shit in the in the comics so it seems like it's not that much of a reach for her to be not a villainous character exactly but the same kind of oh oops i destroyed the world by accident yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know. I don't have any, any real guesses, but I don't know. I'm just gonna go for the ride, and <laughs> and I'll I'll be surprised. So there. I like it. It's <laughs> the way to do it. You know, look look at all the guesses that were wrong for Wandavision. You know, no matter what, and we still all enjoyed it. So yeah. And but I want to be right on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what's important. <laughs> That's Tim's motto: to be right on the internet. <laughs> right. That's all I do. That's all I do. So, yeah, I know it's it's been nice to have new content of some type, and I'm glad it was genuinely good. Yeah, yeah, yeah not just the only thing to watch, right? And uh, can we get an Emmy for uh, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen? Can we just get like a like a joint, just a joint Emmy for how awesome they were? So, when you say joint Emmy, do you mean like an Emmy that is joint, or one that is for both of them? I mean, they can have both, right? Because they were awesome. But I feel like best uh, best television couple for um, it's the best, best decade. Let's just go for it. Because they have superpowers, right? That that just makes them better than most other ones. That's true. Uh, their 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 chemistry, their scenes together, even even the parts where they weren't doing superhero stuff. It, it was one of the best television shows like I've seen in a while. I I don't know if I brought it up on something else that like Tim and Olivia and I did at some point, or if I was just talking to somebody. But I had read an article with Paul Bettany that he had after Endgame, after they'd finished filming Endgame, he got a call from Kevin Feige that they wanted to see him. He's like, oh, you know, they're probably just like wishing me well. So he sits down in his meeting with Kevin. He's like, you know, I want to, you know, thank you for you know you casting me and give me all this stuff. And he said Kevin Feige's response was, "Wait, are you quitting?" And he's like, "Wait." <laughs> Well, my character's dead. They're like, no, no, no. We want you to do more. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's funny. Like, 
that's kind of how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came about, was like, there was enough of an outpouring, oh, hi, Baxter, of support for Clark Gregg, because they just loved that character, that he got his own show all of a sudden. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, you're not dead. We're just, we'll figure this out. (laughs) Although I'm guessing they probably had WandaVision in mind before they even killed Vision. Lord knows. Lord knows how many how many like plot lines they have on dry erase boards and in Kevin Feige's basement. Yeah. But I, I like how they've they've adapted. They found a way in a lot of these in a lot of these Marvel properties, they found a way to take comic book storylines and bring them into their own version and have it be still good, like Civil War and you know, the Infinity Saga. And and now you know a bunch of the different WandaVision like fun outlandish stuff. They found a way to bring it into the MCU and not have it lose the spirit of it, but still kind of maintain the you know the television like um, pedigree. I'm kind of glad that the Infinity Saga didn't really follow the comics super closely because having yeah. having Thanos fighting like all of the weird cosmic entities that weren't even introduced at all would have been a little yeah. strange. Like some, Master Universe or whatever the hell that guy's name is. Yeah, there was some there's some banana stuff if you get into like the eighties space stuff. There was some there's some banana banana stuff going on. <laughs> Says the X-Men guy. <laughs> <laughs> Got I'm, him. I'm not gonna say you're wrong. <laughs> not gonna say you're wrong. But I mean if they're going into there so they Monica Rambo is spiraling off into space stuff. We still we do have X Men coming up at some point, you know, and then let's let's go into space. Let's have some crazy crazy X Men space adventures. I want something with the Beyonder. Sure, there's the High Evolutionary. He just makes a bunch of like a uh, bunch of bunch of wacky half animal half alien creatures. Let's go. I want the storyline from the '90s animated Spider Man cartoon where the Beyonder sucks Peter onto a chessboard. <laughs> oh yeah, was that Secret War? No, I don't remember what it was, but it was great. Secret chess match from the sound of things. Do you remember Tim? What was it? What was that storyline? It was Secret Wars. Secret. Yeah, Secret. Okay. That's we, what I want. I mean, we're building up all these characters. I mean, you know, like a Secret War could be possible. So we'd need what? 16 32 total characters to have a full chessboard, right? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we have that. <laughs> so so it, does Falcon and Winter Soldier start next week or is it the week after? Two weeks. Damn it. Yeah, but isn't there a making of WandaVision thing that goes up next week? I think so. Uh, that'd be really cool. I would I love to see a bunch of behind damn the it. I would love to see behind the scenes stuff of them just kind of messing around on the set all dressed up and they're like 50s get ups and stuff. Yeah. I'm glad they got to do the not exactly the original costume, but an homage to it that wasn't just completely cringy. Oh, so what do you guys think of the full blown superhero getup? Since we're talking about the um, a Halloween episode, like, yeah. do, do you think they did a good job with uh, with her? You know, her modernized version. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't hate it. It was fine. I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of a callback to the 2015 series they did. Oh yeah. And I think it's cool. I think it's it, her stepping into like the superhero name now. Mm-hmm. Debatable whether she's a superhero right now, given that she's reading from Callous Dark Bad book. But she's good intentions. Just she doesn't. No one. No one told her how bad that book is. She, <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't know that she's. Uh, she's reading from basically the Necronomicon. 
just feel like if there's a book called The Dark Hold and you summon it like from thin air and it kind of looks like it's burning, maybe you should be concerned. Maybe she put low stats in um, her ability to notice things. Yeah. <laughs> her uh, perception. Oh, her bulk app perception, the intelligence stat from Westworld, is lower than it should be, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was just told she's probably one of the most powerful beings in existence. So she's probably like, ah, I got this. Right. There you go. That's a better yeah, explanation yeah, yeah. than I had. Thanks, Rich. I got, so, I, got, I got my brand new suit. I'm good. I got this. The 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 chaos magic that Agatha mentions a couple times, is that has significance to the comic? Mm-hmm. Is that just what they call her particular brand of magic? Essentially, yeah. But it's it's mm-hmm. hard. It, just so you know, it's hard to control. Well, that yeah. kind of makes sense, given that she depowered most of the X-Men by accident in that one yeah. story. Yeah, she gets real sad, and reality just uh, has an oopsie. That wasn't an oopsie. Are you saying it was it on purposey? I just didn't say. I just said it wasn't a mistake. Is all I said. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she didn't mean to take everybody's powers away, but she did what she intended to do. Yeah, but yeah, because I think like chaos magic comes from like uh, from like the demons or something like that, and then like the magic, uh, like the magic Doctor Strange does is like eldritch magic. So that's like he borrows the gods. Yeah, he borrows all the power from the gods, where she yeah. just creates her own power. Hmm. Tricky business. Tricky business, these these magical... So do we think we could see Dormammu come back in the next Doctor Strange? I hope yeah. so. I don't think he should come back that fast. There's, there's plenty of other demons. Like, he, like, maybe wait a little bit before we just use the same glowing head guy. Let's see. Let's see, like, yeah, Mephisto or uh, Blackheart, even. Let's, like, send his little lackey first. Let's see uh, Nicholas yeah. Cage. Uh, so I'm glad that MCU is still, like, making content that's, like, actually still good and still fresh. Like, it's not, it's not really quite the same thing over and over again. So I hope they keep it that way. What do you guys think? Do you think, like, Marvel and comic book movies in general is just, like, maybe just here to stay now? Like, forever and ever and ever? I don't know about forever and ever and ever, (laughs) but I sure hope that they stick around. And, like, in light of, you know, how miserable the year last year was, like, that kind of escapism with people that act in the interest of good without reservation and, like, they actually have the power to make changes as an individual. Like, I think a lot of people can identify with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think that the pandemic probably helped like the MCU's cause because if people were feeling burnt out, having a year with nothing is going to just have you want whatever is put in front of you. Yeah. On some level. Yeah, that's true. I mean I, I don't see it fizzling out anytime soon. I think we're probably another ten years away before you know, just fatigue of watching, you know, the movies really takes its toll. So, yeah. I sure hope they stick around. I think we should uh, probably sign off on that kind of positive note Olivia gave us that, you know, it's it stayed original and everything. Agreed. And then maybe we can all meet up again after we finished Falcon and Winter Soldier and discuss that and hope that it is equivalently good in its own way as WandaVision was. 
it has Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie, and I've decided that they're a bro couple, and therefore cannot be bad. Captain and Falcon I- and Johnny Silverarm. <laughs> <laughs> that adds up. All right, how do we say goodbye, guys? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's real easy. You go, all right, everybody, thank you so much for checking it out. I'm glad that you all came by to see us talk about the vision again, and come on back when we do more MCU talk later. Thanks, everybody. And uh, we'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.